It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. podcast presented by parks casino and sportsbook elliot short parks james seltzer coming your way elliot it's the day before the draft we're there buddy we made it we've we almost made it it's almost here we are we are almost there i'm very excited for it to start um the last week of the draft is always so funny to me because on one hand it's a collection of people that are, you know, saying last minute rumors, those type of things. And the other people are saying, just ignore the rumors. It's just smokescreen. It's like, <laughs> all right, we, we get it. You know, like you don't have to tweet that part out. So although it seems that what's odd is compared to past years, and there definitely are some Eagles, you know, rumors floating around there. But I feel like in past years, there's been a lot more. This year, the Eagles don't seem to be in on a lot of the uh, the speculation about maybe trading up, trading back. Like, of course, locally. We're talking about it, but the main teams people are talking about don't seem to be the Eagles, which is a little different than uh, past years. Yeah, and I think maybe part of that's they already made their draft move, so to speak. Yeah. They've already made their trade. I'm sure there are certain people who are like, you know, they're not going to trade again. I uh, don't worry. I, I I will tell everyone later in this this podcast. Later, we will make our final predictions, and I'll just tell everyone what's going to happen. So you know, don't oh, worry. There we go. You yeah. have to wait till tomorrow. Yeah, there's no anxiety tomorrow night because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Just, you know, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know life. if you should be, but but we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. All right. Let, let's uh, let's just start with the, the feel of right now. Again, we've talked about this a lot, like on the show and all that. But the just how it has felt like since the season ended with the tanking scandal, if we all remember that, which feels like decades ago, mm-hmm. the, the whole offseason itself between the the Doug firing, the Sirianni hiring, the Wentz month, the whole thing has just felt like years, Elliot. And and we're actually finally here. Like most people will be listening to this podcast either the day before the draft or the morning of the day of the draft. Elliot, where do you stand right now? How are you feeling going into tomorrow night? So I've been pretty positive about the team throughout the offseason. I just don't think they're the dumpster fire that, you know, you and, and a lot of other people <laughs> do. And I would say I'm in the minority on, on my opinion. But I'll be honest in saying that this is a big draft for me. And, and I understand that, look, they could take somebody at 12 tomorrow. And then on Thursday night when we do our pod, we could rip them to shreds. And then the player's good and we're wrong, right? So 
that that is the one thing about the draft. I mean, look, they could take Jamar Chase tomorrow. We could be, you know, saying, wow, how he killed it. And then Chase could be bad. So we're not going to know. But I, I will be honest in saying that what they do tomorrow is going to sway a lot, on my opinion, with how I feel about this team. Like, I think it's just setting up perfectly for them to go get a playmaker on offense. Like, I, I just really think that's there to be done. I, I can get down with a Patrick Sertain. Like, J.C. Horn, I'll just be honest, I would not be very excited about, but I would get it. But if they do something like, you know, trade back to 17 and take Elijah Vera Tucker or or take Rashawn Slater or or even, you know, trade their pick and bounce all the way back to like 27, that's just, it, to me, it's going to be a big buzzkill. And I'm just, I'm not going to agree with that decision. And we're going to get through some different hypotheticals about what you would do in different spots on the board. And clearly, I can't say I wouldn't flat out not like a decision until I see how it's made like if all the receivers and cornerbacks are gone if there's no good trade back spots like I get all that but just honestly like you started at six you went back to 12 I thought it was a good idea because you got the first round pick but ultimately I need somebody from this draft that I think is going to help the team next year because they need help next year I think they're going to be more competitive than other people do so if you can add a Devonta Smith if you can add a Jalen Waddle then I'm feeling even better about my bet you know at them at plus 500 to win at Parks Casino right like then then I think you could really kind of get some excitement going with the fan base and feel good about the team and again like I said we, we, we won't know how this plays out until next year really in terms of how much it really helps them but it is just big for me. Like it, it is, it is a moment where I need them to do something that I, I think is a good idea. Because if they don't, I'm gonna feel, I'm just gonna feel bummed about it. Because to go from six to twelve to then take somebody that's not inspiring would just be a huge buzzkill. Oh man, yeah. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I have, um, I got my armor on. That's the way I'm looking at tomorrow night. Like I have my emotional armor on. I am fully mentally prepared for them to do something I don't want them to do, Elliot, because that's what they do every single year. That's what Howie Roseman does in the draft. He takes someone I don't want them to take when there's someone I want them to take on the board. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally there, man. I'm prepared. I'm not going to, and that, that would be my advice to Eagles fans right now. Prepare yourself, get ready. Don't have your your heart ripped out tomorrow night because they're going to rip your heart out. That's what they do. That's what this team has done. Like, they're going to rip your heart out. They're going to tell you how smart they are for doing it and why you should think they're smart because they got the guy they wanted. They got the best guy they could have gotten in that zone. They got the guy they would have taken at six. They just knew they didn't have to so they could take trade back. You're going to hear all that bullshit. Like, get ready. Mentally prepare yourself. Be ready for the Eagles to screw this up. And and look, hopefully they don't. Maybe they don't. It's certainly possible that they've learned. I mean, I don't think they have, but it's possible. But be ready. Don't be shocked. When it's Jalen Rager instead of J- Justin Jefferson, like, don't be surprised this time. Just don't so be surprised because that's what's going to happen. I, when I look at the board, though, and how things seem to be setting up, there was a report today uh, from Dan Graziano of ESPN, that the Falcons are going to take Kyle Pitts at four. So it looks like Pitts is not going to fall. I mean, we'll see. I still think there's a decent chance a quarterback goes in that slot. But let's say Kyle Pitts goes four, Jamar Chase goes five. I, if I'm the Bengals, I wouldn't take him at five. Like, I think they need to rebuild. 
the offensive line, you already have T. Higgins. But again, like this looks like that's going to happen. But if those two guys go four and five, I'm curious from your perspective, I guess Devonta Smith, but like Devonta what Smith. would be a move, Devonta Smith, what would be a move they could make where you come on the pod tomorrow and you're like, okay, like I'm in on this. This was a good move. I need to I need to get one of the three Alabama players. That that's and you know, and look, to your point, like maybe Jamar Chase falls and they can trade up to, to seven or eight. Well, for I think him. clearly you'd be excited if that right. happened. Right. Like Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase, clearly. Something like here. that. But I agree. I, I think the way this is shaking out, I do think Pitts goes four and I do think Chase goes five. It's like I think that's the way it's gonna happen. I want one of those three Alabama players. And you've talked about this before. I would trade up to nine. I would trade up to eight if I have to. I would give up a second rounder, a third rounder. I think staying at 12 is a, is, a, is an issue. And that's why I hated the trade back from the beginning. I, I think that when you're sitting at 12, you're going to be looking at J.C. Horn, who I know a lot of people like, I'm just not there. I'm sorry. I think yeah, he's fine. I'm not I'm, either. I'm just not there. I think you're going to be looking at J.C. Horn. I think you're going to be looking at every defensive lineman on the board. And I think you're going to be looking at like Rashawn Slater. Like I think that's how the draft is going to play out at 12. And that's why I'm mentally preparing myself for it. That's why I'm ready to be disappointed when they take J.C. Horn or someone else in that spot. Like, I think that's how it plays out. I'm happy if they stay at 12 or trade up and get one of those three Alabama guys. I want Devontae Smith. That is my top choice. If I can come out again, uh, you know, uh, provided something weird doesn't happen like we talked about with Chase or whatever. If I can leave the draft with Devontae Smith, I'm ecstatic. I'm giving Howie Roseman mm-hmm. praise. I'm praising the the move back, all that. And if they have to move up to do it, fine. I don't care. I want that guy. And if it's Patrick Sertan, cool. I'll be all right with it. If it's Jalen Waddle, cool. I'll be all right with it. But in all honesty, if they either pick at 12 or move back and don't get one of those guys, I'm going to be dis. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm expecting it, so I'm not going to be like disappointed is the wrong term because I'm expecting it, but I'm not going to be happy with the draft. Yeah. So I'm kind of where you are with J. I'm definitely where you are with JC Horn, where I'm I'm just not as into him as other people are. Like, I'm not saying that that means he's not a great prospect, all those things. I mean, I am concerned about the fact that he's very, he was, the scouting report said he was very like a handsy corner in college, and that's tough to get away with in the NFL. Like, I also just don't think a cornerback is a good use of resources if you are going to be playing a lot of zone. Now, if they draft a corner at 12, maybe that's an indication they're not going to be playing zone because both, you know, Darius Slay and J.C. Horn would be better corners in man than they would be in zone. But if they do draft a corner, I, I like, I'm also kind of there with Patrick Sertain, where if they took Patrick Sertain, I'd say, okay, you know what? He is an Alabama guy. He's been the best corner in college for, you know, how, how basically – since he got to college, he was viewed as like going to be a top 10 type of talent. Uh, and he's backed it up. He's been awesome. I'm just being honest and saying that if they take Sertain, I would be disappointed because I, I want them to see, I want them to take one of these receivers. Now, where I think in terms of where I, I think that there's a, let me, let me start over. What I think is when, when we record the post game pod or the post draft pod, which, the by the I way, by actually... the way, we will be there Thursday night. It will be in your feed whenever the first round is done. I'm coming into the studio late at night. You are. You're a hero, To record basically. with Elliot. You will have a pod. If you're a night owl, if you're waiting for that draft coverage, it'll be there that night. And absolutely first thing when you wake up Friday morning, it'll be waiting for you. Go ahead. So the reason I think that there's a good chance you will record that pod and feel excited is that I believe when they drop back from 6 to 12, they did it knowing there's a good chance they're probably going to move back up. I think mm. when they went from 6 to 12, it was, look, we got a first-round pick. 
and that was an overpay. So now we have potentially three first-round picks in 2022. I think that they're willing to overpay to go back into the top 10, whether that be seven, eight, nine, however you want to slice it. By the it. way, nine, um, very interesting. I don't know if you saw this, but but happening during our pod, the Panthers yes. are trading Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos, so that does make that nine pick a little more interesting. Now, Teddy Bridgewater, not a long-term answer. You could still see the Broncos want to take a quarterback there, but it is interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it at least gives them, between him and Drew Locke, like a a certain level of competency at the position for next year if they don't like one of the uh, the guys at nine. But I do think if the Eagles get to eight, like let's say we're we're watching the draft, you know, it's the eighth pick, and that would be Detroit. Detroit's on the clock, and uh, Devonta Smith is still there, which he probably will be. Like certain these guys, like I think you could see them move up and probably overpay a little bit. But again, you you already have that first round pick in, in your pocket, so I actually do think there's a good chance that they end up with a Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, Patrick Sertain. Like, I, I really do think those would be my three guys I think are the top. Me if too. I had to, like, place we're, money, we're pretty those set. Those three guys. Oh, interesting. Okay. I like, so you, so just to clarify, because those are my top three dudes that I want at 12 or in the trade up in that range type of thing. Those are, as I just said, I want one of those guys. I want them to draft a freaking player from Alabama. I, like, please, please, the best <laughs> college football program of the past decade by miles. Take one, um, but um, you actually think like because I I want it I like I said and we'll get to I think they're gonna pick but I am not expecting you do expect you expect if you had to yes. pick they will end up with one of those players. I think they're top target in the draft. Let's go outside of let's go <laughs> let's go outside of you know obviously like Kyle Pitts and that like their top target in the draft is Jalen Waddle. Wow, that's just that's what I believe right so. I, and I do think Jalen Waddle also has a good chance of falling. Like you do see some mock drafts and like rumors and stuff saying maybe the Dolphins could take him at six, but I'd be surprised. I think they would take Devonta Smith over Jalen Waddle. Um, but I think Waddle has the best combination. I just think he fits everything how he would be looking for. Uh, very high ceiling, but also a low floor. Uh, you know, is coming off an injury, which is probably why he's they could get him either at twelve or maybe maybe moving to nine. Um, and he's explosive. Like, that's what they tried to get with Jalen Reger. And I've seen a lot of talk this week about, like, well, you know, you, you can't give up on Reger yet. And I guess, but I also don't think you can draft with thinking, well, maybe Reger turns into something. At this point, if Reger turns into something, which could still happen, then I think you just view that as a positive. Like, I, I don't think you can say, well, you can't take X because he doesn't really complement Reger's game. Like, Sorry, but Rager wasn't good as a rookie. Like we, and I, I feel bad for him. It's a tough spot he was put in with Justin Jefferson going right after him. Like I think a lot about the fact that he's only you know 21, 22. Like I have a 19 year old brother. Like just imagining my brother in that situation. So I do genuinely feel bad for him. But at the same time, the reality is the reality, and he did have a really bad rookie year. So you 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 have to act upon that, and that's why I do think. Like, you don't worry about him when you're making this pick. You you just take the guy that you think is the best receiver. And I think Jalen Waddell, he can be an explosive player for them. He's a good route runner. He can do a lot of the things I think they thought Rager could do. And maybe Rager can still do them. But I think Waddle just, uh, I think he fits what they're looking for. So I do think that's the player they will target. Like, when they're watching players drop, I think they'll be watching him drop more, or at least care more, more so than Devonta Smith. Yeah, and that's possible. Obviously, I like Smith better. I think you like Smith better. Oh, I definitely yeah. Know, yeah. But, um, again, I, I would be happy if they end up with Jalen Waddle. And to your point, like, forgetting just Jalen Rager, like, you don't have wide receivers 
outside of Jalen Rager. It's not like you're like, oh, well, well, at least we got this guy or that guy or whatever. Like, Rager has to be good, and you still need another wide receiver. So it's not like that position. Travis Fulgham, who the hell knows? J.J., we all know, is not going to be that guy. I mean, so... I do worry. I worry about the the reports. I don't. I don't remember where it came from. But just the even if it's not report, just knowing the Eagles and knowing the way they think and knowing how much Howie values his past draft picks and not doesn't want to give up on them and all that. I do worry about the idea of well, we got Nick Sirianni now. We got like a real wide receiver guy here. Like he can fix these guys, so we don't need to worry as much about the position because we still believe in the guys we drafted. Like that scares me. That potential line of thinking, A, because I can absolutely see them thinking that and acting on that, and B, because it's just yeah, I don't think flat they out do wrong. Think that. I hope not, man. I hope yeah, not. I, I don't think they do. I don't. I just don't see how they could. Like, I understand they have to say it publicly, but I don't see how there's any way they can look at their receiving core and go, you know what? We still believe in these guys. Like, like maybe Jalen Rager just had a pure stubbornness, but I, I don't believe that they're looking. I don't think there's many players on the roster, period, where they're like, these young guys can still be really good. Like, I do believe that they have enough older veterans that if they stay healthy, they can be competitive. But I don't think they're saying, like, you know what? Uh, you know, um, John Hightower is going to take a huge step forward. Or, like, JJ is going to be great in this new system. And, you know, you could be right that maybe they do. I, I just don't believe they think that. I really hope you're right. Uh, the Eagles have a lot of hubris, Elliot. And it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get in our specific predictions for the pig. You've kind of alluded to to a group, but I haven't made a prediction. I have not made a prediction, but but you have some hypotheticals for me. Fire some hypotheticals at yes. me, Elliot. Let's get hypothetical. All right. So, well, we as if you listen to the pod, you know we love a good hypothetical. So I came up with a bunch of different situations where, because honestly, that's what draft night is. Like they're not they're not just going to wait and sit at twelve. They're going to be monitoring potentially moving up. You know they're going to get calls about trading back, all those things. So. I put together a bunch of hypotheticals and I just want to discuss what you would do in each situation. So I'll start with one that's a little unrealistic because I already talked about it. But Jamar Chase is at number seven and the Panthers are willing to trade, right? Yeah, so you're Lions, on the phone with the Panthers. Lions, you, can, Lions, you can make the trade. Lions. All right. You said seven, right? Yeah. The seven is the seven Lions. Is... Panthers are eight. Seven oh, is Oh, yeah. Lions. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So you're on the phone with the Lions at number seven. And they're willing to make the trade. Now, again, I don't I'm I'm starting to think that that's not going to be the case. I know I've been on an island of saying maybe Chase falls lower than people thought, but there was a report that the Lions tried to trade up and take him at number four. So who knows? But all right, let's say you're on the clock with the the Lions. They're they're willing to trade you the pick to take Jamar Chase. They're asking for a second and a third this year. Yeah. Would you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In a second. No problem. What what about so you would trade number thirty seven and then I guess the higher of your two yeah third. so I you would. would pick it I would do it I again I don't feel awesome about it like I'd rather trade a second next year actually I don't know if I would to be honest um it's just a high a second lot. round pick yeah it is a lot um and I like Devonta Smith a lot too, I guess look, it, yeah it depends on I it, like you know it depends on what you'd have to give up to go up and get Devonte Smith at nine if he if you could if Chase is still there at seven it also makes you think oh wow maybe Smith might actually get to us too so I think right. you're reevaluating the draft board so maybe I'm a little quick with the yes you just know how much I love Jamar Chase um I would have to think about it that is that is a close one all right, but would you rather do that or just straight up the Dolphins first round pick so you you basically it's you. You move back. You ba- basically, you just eliminate seven. the trade you made, except you get the fourth, fifth. Yeah, spot. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I think I'd rather keep the first next year. 
Okay. Interesting, because you because know, I know you said you weren't too thrilled about them trading back. No, but, I'm saying compared right. to the two versus three, I'd rather trade a two and a three than the first. I would still do it. Oh, okay. I would do right. either. Okay. I would I would rev- I would look. I didn't want to trade back from six. If I would I would give I would reverse the trade if I couldn't go back to six and take Jamar Chase. In in you know in this case go to seven. So yes, I, I'm pretty close on saying that I you know for me Chase and Smith are a toss up. Like if I had to pick out of the two. I guess I would take Chase just because I do know he's really good and so many people think he's so much better. But, man, I really think Smith is going to be a stud. Like, I love I, Smith. I, I love Smith. I, I will not fight you yeah. on it. I'm, I'm very in on Devontae Smith. All right, so I'm guessing I know the answer to this one. But you're sitting there at 12, and Smith, Waddle, and Sertain are on the board. Smith. So you're, you're guaranteed Smith. to get Smith. one of them, I guess. Smith. Right? Well, hold on. W- would you trade up? ahead of the Cowboys and the Giants so that you get to make your choice of the three, or would you just wait? Ooh, that's an outstanding hypothetical. Um, I think that if you want Sertan, I would trade up. I think that he is the most likely of those guys to get taken by the Cowboys. So if if Sertan's the one you want, I think you go get him. If not, I would probably just say, eh, you know what? I get one of those two wide receivers no matter what. And maybe the Giants go lineman or something else, and I could choose the receiver I want. I'd probably stay at 12. But if I wanted Sertan, I'd trade up. So I would trade up, and I would do it to take Smith. Because of the three, I want Smith. Um, Waddle and Sertan are, are close to me. But I want Smith. So I, if I, I have the I, You're, you're kind of selling. As soon as you said it, I'm like, I do want Smith definitively more than those two guys. So Yeah, and like I give up a third, which sucks. But like at the end of the day... I end my first round with 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 Smith, and I feel great about that. You know, so I, I I would do it. I would trade the third to go from twelve to nine to guarantee I get the player I wanted. Yeah, I I, I don't hate that. I, I think I would do that. I agree with you. I want Devonte Smith okay. more. So I if that's what it took, I would do. It. All right. So similar one. Chase Waddle and Smith are all gone. So the receivers are are all off the board. Would you go up to nine? to guarantee you're getting either uh, Sertain or Waddle, I mean, or uh, J.C. Horn, or what What do you do at that point? So in that case, the receivers, so it would be like, I'm essentially looking at Slater, Horn, The two corners Sertan. are still on the board, yeah. No, I know, but if all the receivers are off by nine, I mean, the board is very different than what we're normally... Agreed. Like, there's probably an extra quarterback there. It's, Sewell is probably on the board if all three receivers are gone by nine or, or there's a chance he is. So that's what I'm trying to yeah. figure out is it's a different-looking board. Like, I'm unlike you. Like, if Penny Sewell's there at 12, like, I'm really thinking about it. Like, I know you don't want him. I I would really consider that. Like, if I can get the best offensive lineman in the draft, like, I have to think about that. So it's a different scenario in that case. Um but theoretically, like, yes, I like Patrick Sertan a lot more than I like Horn, and I like Sertan more than I like Sewell for the Eagles. So I would probably, in that situation, do whatever it took to get Sertan in that case. Okay. I I guess I would, too. But at that point, I'd be... I, I don't know. Like, I, I would be more torn than you are, but I would probably fall that way. All right, so let's say you're on the clock at number 12. Jalen Waddle, J.C. Horn, and Sertan are on the board. I'm guessing you're taking Sertan. Jalen Waddle, J.C. Horn, and Sertan. Well, uh, again, it's between Waddle and Sertan for me. I th- think so. It's one of those things where I think I like Sertan better as a prospect and as a player. Like I feel more confident 
that Patrick Sertan will be very good in the NFL than I do Jalen Waddle. But I'm with you in the sense that I would prefer a wide receiver to a cornerback. I, I, I'm i torn on that one. I think I would go Sertan if I'm on the board and I'm picking and those two guys are there. I think, think I would go Sertan, but honestly, I don't really know till I'm in the moment. So that that's I, razor thin. All right, let me get some clarifications here because I feel like I've been mispronouncing his name and it seems like you know it. Is it Patrick Sertain or Patrick Sertain? So, yeah, so uh, still, I'm not, this is not me being 100% on this. All I know is that every single draft expert we've had on the midday show um, has said Sertain. And ev- okay. everywhere I've looked, and then Richie said he found an article with his father from his playing days where he actually said it's Sertan. That's how it's pronounced. Oh, well, there you go. So I I, I haven't seen the article, but I, it's enough evidence for me to say Sertan. And then Devonte Smith, right? I believe so, yes. I've been, I know okay. I've heard people say Devonta. I think it's Devonte, personally. That's what I've heard. Okay, cool. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, this like, is important stuff. It's important stuff. It is. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about how many times I've said the word Wentz. Imagine if they take one of these guys, how many times I'll be saying their name. So I got to make sure I get it right. All right, two more hypotheticals. So you're on the board at number 12. Waddle, Sertan, Smith, and J.C. Horn are all gone, and and as is Pende Sewell. And you can't trade back, so you have to make a selection at number 12. So so taking? so hold on. So who's off the board in this case? Say it again. Waddle. All the, the re- all the receivers in the corners, as well as Penesul. So I mean, uh, uh, Justin Fields. I'm guessing is on the board. Like I'm, I might take. Be, he, I mean, him, <laughs> Mac Jones, maybe. Yeah. Well, it would have to be. I guess right? what I'm saying. Is it would that have to if be. You had I mean, to pick between. I mean, I'd take Rashawn Slater. I think in that case, if 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 you're saying like, all right, the corners are gone, and you either have to take one of the top quarterbacks, Rashawn Slater, or go to the defensive lineman, I would take Rashawn Slater. In that case, so but I look, I would also consider Justin Fields. Like I, I still think Justin Fields is a star. And if it's something where he's just on the board and falling and falling, like they're not going to do it. But like, I would not be one of those Eagles fans who's. I know there's a large portion of Eagles fans. I think a larger portion than anything that would be furious if they took Justin Fields if he fell to twelve. I wouldn't. That that's the only way I could say it. I wouldn't be furious. I, I. I don't know if it's the best allocation of resources, but I like Justin Fields a lot, and I I, I get it. Um, but I would probably take Rashawn Slater in that case. I would take him over Micah Parsons. All right, so I would take Micah Parsons. I I know that there's concerns and, like, how he fits and all those things, but, man, I don't know. Getting as much as I'm saying, like, yes, I want a receiver over a corner, but if all those guys are gone, I do feel like Parsons could come in and really help on the defense side of the ball, whereas – I do feel confident in the tackles that they have, like more so than other people. Like, I feel like my lot, it can be good. I think you have a few more years out of Lane Johnson. Like, Andre Dillard, who knows, probably not going to turn into anything, but, you know, whatever, at least he's there. I think I would go Michael Parsons. But to the last one involved Justin Fields, so let's just move on to that. I'm kind of in the same boat as you are as Justin Fields. I've been thinking about it a lot today. And, I, like, man, if Justin Fields is on the board at 12 like you don't have to trade up for him he's just there it'd be really tough to pass i i don't i don't know what i would do because i really like jalen hurts like i i really think jalen hurts can be a special quarterback i just think justin fields could be better and so then it comes down to like well what's a better option for you do you take justin fields or are you better off with like hurts and then whoever you would take there at 12 
But man, like I'm just I'm like you in the way that I'm not in the camp of you can't take a quarterback no matter what. Now, if you trade Justin Fields, I mean, if you if you draft Justin Fields, you do have to trade Jalen Hurts. Like no question about that. But if you draft Justin Fields and you trade Jalen Hurts and Fields is amazing, like none of it matters how you got there. You ended up with Justin Fields, and that's the important thing. And I think he's going to be super good. Like I think he could be the best quarterback in this draft. I think he could be a game changer. I think he has all the qualities you want in a quarterback. I just think Jalen Hurts has a lot of them too. So I'm just super torn on what I would do there. Yeah, again, uh, me too, man. Like I really am torn. I, I And we've talked about it. I think – Again, I know I've said this exact phrase, but I think it is just true. Somehow, some way, Justin Fields became the most underrated player in this draft. I, I don't. And yeah. look, and look, this all may be BS because uh, it could happen that with the third pick in the draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Justin Fields, and they were all blowing smoke up everyone's ass. Because like, I could still believe that, but I, it really does feel like this kid's gonna fall, and that somehow he's not gonna be the first, second, or third quarterback taken off the board and maybe even the, the fifth um i just i don't get it i don't get it what did he do other than yeah, be, I like insane. i i don't get it elliot so like as an eagles fan who I, i'm very similar to you i feel like you and i are very similar in our opinions of jalen hurts like we both believe in him we both think he deserves a chance we both think that he couldn't be better than a lot of people think and love the way he carries himself and want to see what he has. But I also acknowledge that Justin Fields is absolutely a better prospect coming out. Like, there's no other way to look at it. And I, I love what that kid can do. So, I, you know, it's, I'm so... And so it's what the, would you do? It's Let's the most important decision. position. All right. You- I will tell you in one sec. First, let me remind everyone to please download the Barcino Sportsbook app. We've been having... So much fun, Elliot and I, um, gambling on anything and everything that we can find uh, as it, it has just been such a good time to to open the app every night. Look at what games we got coming up. Elliot's been a, a gambling on soccer, among many other things. Baseball over the weekend. Yes, I mean, Elliot's you know, been texting me his baseball moves. Yes. I've been loving it. Well, picking the home runs, too, is exciting. And I, I hit on one over the weekend. But overall... Betting on the team, the local team to win in baseball has been a rough few days. <laughs> yes. Yes, it has. I, I I will co-sign that. How about just watching the local team has been a rough few days? Yes. yes. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's my life. Um, so, yeah, but, but regardless, whether it's the local team or not, in a lot of cases, for me, I find the most fun thing to do is to pick these games that are, that are either on TV or that I'm going to watch, and I have no interest in outside of the fact of it's just a game and I like sports, and then all of a sudden I'm betting on one team, and I, they're like a Philadelphia team for me. Like, I'm I'm all in. So it, yes. it, it really does create that kind of excitement out of nowhere. Um, and, and again, you can win money, which is, you know, super fun. Who doesn't like winning money? So so download the Park Casino Sportsbook app. You can bet on anything and everything. All the sports we're talking about, you can bet on individual player performances like Elliot talked about. You can do live in-game betting, which is the wildest ride you could possibly be a part of. If you love, if you love roller coasters, do some live in-game betting because it's a blast and it's yes. intense, right? I mean, you could do props, you could do teasers, you could do futures, which we'll talk about later in the week with our Parks Picks pod looking ahead to the NFL futures. Uh, anything and everything. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, a $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. 
To get your risk-free bet of up to $500, again, that's PARXCasino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. As always, you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Elliot. So the hypothetical you have in front of me is, do I take Justin Fields if he falls to 12, essentially? Yeah, like you got to make a decision. He's I know. right there. I know. I'm stalling. I'm, I did a read to stall. I'm doing everything I can to yeah, stall. Yeah, I was going to say you really <laughs> I, are. I really am because, and and it really does. I. This is not like you know some bit or whatever. Like I am really honestly stalling now because I don't know in my heart what I want the Eagles to do, and I feel right, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. I'll go. I wouldn't take him. Okay. And at the end of the day, like if they take him. I think he could be really good. Like, I, like I'm much like you in the way that I am not convinced in this opinion. Like, I'm ve- very often when I feel something, I feel it strongly, and then I'm open to changing my mind. But like, I'm pretty. I feel that way about it. I'm not locked in on it. But ultimately, I do believe in Jalen Hurts enough. Like, if you take Justin Fields, you're basically like Hurts is just a goner. Like, you're not going to get anything for him. God forbid you keep him, and that's a massive distraction. Now, if Fields is there at 12, chances are a lot of the guys I would want are also gone. So that is part of it. But I just, I don't think I would take him. Yeah. And look, again, it does, I, I mean, I, I guess it does in some ways be influenced by by how the board is and who else you're getting and all that. But I think, I I, I probably am with you. I, I think that- Well, it, come on, make, make a definitive take here. I, okay. I said I would not do it. Oh man, I'm... I know, I know. Even that when I said that out loud, <laughs> I, I was like, man, it's like I just really like Justin Fields, and I feel like whoever gets him late in this draft, late in this first round, you know, fifteen, whatever it ends up being, like we're gonna look back and be like, how did that guy fall? How did it end up that the, the best quarterback or the second best quarterback in the class ended up going halfway through the first round? Like it doesn't make any sense. That's how I think we're gonna look back on it. But I will, I will make a stand, Elliot Shore Parks. And I'll say I, I wouldn't pick him. I, I will agree oh, with you. I, I, I could tell that hurt you. I, it, it's like, honestly, like ripping something out of my chest as I'm saying it. Yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't. Because uh, it hurts. Because I like hurts. And also because I do think, look, they have a lot of ammunition to get a quarterback in the future, um, provided it doesn't work with hurts. That is a, a backup plan of sorts. Um, but, man... I I don't clearly don't oh, feel ask you this. strongly about this. I, though I will say, I think you and I having this conversation and we're like, oh, what we do? 95% of the listeners right now are like, you idiots. Of course you don't take another yeah. quarterback. What are you even talking about? Like we are definitely like this, this like hemming and hawing would not be a hard conversation for most Eagles fans. All right. Now how let's throw another wrinkle to it. Yes. I love let's a good wrinkle. If, a good, good if wrinkle in time. Your wrinkle in time guy, Elliot. So I can't even tell you how many times my mom tried to get me to read that book <laughs> growing up, and I just never did it. And it, it's actually in Ted Lasso, which is maybe what you know, it's maybe a, why it's, it's fresh in your mind. But he, he tries to get one of his players to read it. Um, all right. So let's say Justin Fields is there at twelve, and you know if you don't take him, that Washington is going to get him. <laughs> oh, Elliot. Okay, real quick, I would just like to let everyone know Elliot Park's the king of hypotheticals. I mean, this is really. <laughs> Right? High level hypothetical stuff. Chip Kelly and if you would be losing his mind way, right now. Chip Kelly would shut this podcast down. You'd be like, I, I've had enough of this. No, no. 
to take it a step further, would you trade, like, would you make a trade with Washington if you knew they were coming up to get Justin Fields? No, I wouldn't. They offered you a a future first. No, I wouldn't do it. And I'm, I am, you know me, I'm a big, I'll trade with anybody. I I really will. I, I would not trade with Washington if they were coming up to get Justin Fields. And if I, if, if in your like hypothetical world here, like let's say Washington traded up the 13 and you know, they're taking Justin Fields. Yeah, I'm fucking taking Justin Fields at 12. Like, I'm not letting this guy go to Washington. No way. So, like, no way, man. I'm going to give an analysis of me and you here, and I think we're both going to change our answer afterwards. Oh, great. I think if we both were honest with ourselves, we would be more worried about Washington having Justin Fields than we would be if they had Jalen Hurts. Yeah. You're right, man. And maybe maybe that's the answer right You're, there. You know what? We're, I'm back to I, – I'm going back a question – I would take Justin Fields at 12 if he's there. I think I would, too. That's what my gut says, man. He's too good. What are we doing? What do you think you could get for Jalen Hurts in a trade? Not enough. A fourth? I'm Probably nothing. Like, yeah. No, I don't even know if you get that. I mean, yeah. who's trading for him? Maybe maybe if you you got to get multiple teams involved. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, it's a shame. People are happy it's a... with this pod. <laughs> People are gonna be so mad at us. Look, but here, I hope you all hear the heads. Like we are yes. legitimately torn about and, this. But and, imagine Justin Fields in Washington. Like, and here's the thing that that all of you, you beautiful, wonderful listeners who we love so much, and would not even have a podcast if it weren't for you. Um, you don't have to worry about this. It's not gonna happen. Eagles aren't gonna take Justin Fields. Oh, you think there's a real? You think there's a chance? Here, but if he gets to like nine. Oh, buddy, you think there's a chance. Oh, that is phenomenal. I I think they moved back from six thinking Justin Fields and, like, Pitts and them weren't going to be there. But who knows, honestly. I mean, look, there's a lot of rumblings about it. Like, who was it that came out recently and said uh, there's a lot of people in the building that like Justin Fields? Yeah, yeah. There was a report about that. Tim McManus wrote a story today talking about whether or not they would do it. Like, Tim's not somebody, like, you know, I I would think if he's writing that, he has a reason to write it. Um. So I don't know. Hmm. But again, like I know we've hem and hawed on this, but like I'm thinking about if they actually make it, what would my take be? I I just I guess I I don't know. I guess I would like it. I guess I would understand it. But it it would be such a buzzkill. Like if Jalen Hurts wasn't on the roster, I'd be like, all right, this is your guy. You got the best quarterback in the draft. Like he's going to help Sirianni. You can build around him like he's on his first year of his rookie deal, like all positives. But the Jalen Hurts thing is a factor. It, it just is. Like it's it's an, and maybe there's a healthy part of like trading Jalen Hurts and just like moving on from the ugliness that was last year. I know it wasn't his fault, but just like starting new with Justin Fields. I I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking that. But man, people did not like that conversation. You got any more hypotheticals? No. No. Let's move on. That yes. was my last one. Yes. So. Yes. Let's move. All right. So um, just don't leave a one star review off of it. That's all I ask. Yeah. We're just talking things out here, all right? And again, I know Elliot said he thinks it could happen. I I really, 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 really don't think the Eagles will end up with Justin Fields. What percentage would you put it on? Like 1%. I think that— I'm at like 10. I I do not think they risk trading back if they like him that much. Like, I think they—even if they thought he was going to go before but don't know for sure, whatever, I don't think you you are willing to go from 6 to 12 if— you believe Justin Fields is your future at quarterback and there's any sort of chance he could be there. I just don't. Well, so, unless unless you're willing to pay to go back up. Yeah, but again, you're just you're really you're you're 
you're hamstringing yourself. Like you're you're giving yourself less options. You know, on on draft night, you're forcing yourself into trading up. When if you're in the sixth pick, you could still get a trade and get really good value and move back if it doesn't work out. But you're also giving yourself more maneuverability. I don't know. I don't think they end up with a quarterback. I really don't. I feel I feel very. Yep, the other part of it is if if you take him because he falls to you, how much do you believe in him? Well, yeah, that's another interesting one too. You know. You know, like. I don't know. So, all right, let's move on. Hopefully this is not a conversation we're having Thursday night. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if nothing else, I mean, can you imagine just the conversation that we would have if it happened? And and not even just you and me. The conversation that would happen in this city if they draft oh a quarterback God. in the first round, Elliot. Like, think about it. Like, wow. Well, I'll tell you this. Like, if, if they draft Justin Fields, me and you will be, like, you know, very torn on it, as is evidenced by this conversation. If they draft like Mac Jones, oh, don't even Trey Lance, don't even, don't, nope, know, nope. Like this Zach is a Wilson. Justin Fields only thing in this conversation. Yeah, like honestly, any other quarterback. Like I guess if they took, if they somehow got Trevor Lawrence, which is not gonna happen, <laughs> I think that'd be if they all somehow right. did. I, I would be. I guess I'd that. have to concede, but Justin's the only one that I'm like I would legitimately debate taking over Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it is. Uh... Man, that would definitely be a draft night. It'd be a memorable draft night, Elliot, if that happens. It, it would be like last year. <laughs> it, yeah. it would be like something we just lived through. Yeah, let's 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 not. Um, I, I didn't like last year's draft, Elliot. I didn't like it. You might not know that no. about me. I don't really talk often about last year's draft, and especially the first round and what I thought of it, but... Let me just tell yeah, you. Yeah, I will very rarely do bring it up. Not a yeah, fan. So. Not a fan. All right, let me ask you... Um, one draft-related question that is not specifically draft-related, but you've talked about it and the potential and what could happen. Um, it is now Wednesday. Draft is tomorrow night. By the time we are doing our show on Saturday, and check us out, 1 to 3 on Saturday, we'll be on the air talking about the moves, the trades, the action, all the good stuff, like live picks as they're happening. But by the time we do our show on Saturday, or let's say by Sunday in reality, will Zach Ertz be an Eagle? No. Wow, definitive. I think he's definitely gone. Yeah, I think he's definitely gone. I think they're going to trade him. And I think it's silly to trade him for, you know, moving up in the fourth round or, you know, moving from the top of the fifth to the bottom of the fourth. Like, I, I believe whoever, whatever team gets Zach Ertz for that value is getting a steal. Like, I think Zach Ertz is going to be really good next year. I think he'd be really good on the Eagles. I think he'll be really good wherever he's going to go. I understand that the situation is what it is between them and, you know, like you it's they're going to move on. So it really doesn't matter what I think in terms of it, but I wouldn't trade him for what they're going to end up trading him for. But I do believe they will end up trading him. Yeah. I think he's not going to be an Eagle either. I, I get the, uh, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, at this point would trade him for whatever I can get. Like, I don't think he's going to be an Eagle next year one way or the other. I think they will cut him if they have to. So at that point in my mind, why not just take what you can get for him? So I, I, I get your point. I think that, I do think that whatever they get for him will be less than what he should be worth. I just don't think he's valued enough. You know, I just think we're seeing that. They couldn't trade him before. Oh, he's I agree, still on the but roster. I think his value is at an all-time low. I just wish that the two sides could just sit down and be like, look, is this, is this really what's best for both sides? Like, if you're Zach Ertz, does it really make sense to move on at this point? You're clearly not going to a team that, like, was banging down the door to get you, right? If you're the Eagles, you're, you're not – getting anything for him you're already under the salary cap he's already on your books like like why move on at this point i guess to play dallas goddard more which makes sense you know see what you have in him and all that 
But like, I understood last year why it made sense. The Eagles didn't want to pay him, and Zach was going to get a new, a new deal from another team. But it didn't happen. So now that that hasn't happened, like, I don't get why they're still breaking up. Like, I I wish that they could like cooler heads could prevail. It's not going to happen. But I think if they both looked at it clear eyed and was were open to the idea of you know Zach coming back, I think it could make sense. But I don't think it's going to happen. All right, uh, I think it's pretty clear from listening to the last you know forty five minutes of this podcast that you and I both think. You and I both want Devontae Smith the most, considering where they are at 12 and the options we've talked about and stuff. Is that fair to say Devontae Smith is, I know he's my choice. Is he your top choice as well for who they could get at 12 or around 12? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's not just my top choice of what they could get at 12. Like, you could talk me into, if I could take any player in the draft, that you could talk me into Devontae Smith. I, I might, I would probably end up taking Kyle Pitts. But like you could, I think Smith at twelve is an absolute steal. I think he's going to be a stud in the NFL. I think he can be everything the Eagles want. So it's not just that's why I think they should take at twelve. Like I think Smith is great, and I would also remind Eagles fans that are debating this that when the season, the college football season ended, and Devonta Smith was catching six touchdowns in two games, everyone on Eagles Twitter wanted him. It was will he fall to six? Right, like that was the question. So I think the pre-draft hype has been unfair to him. I think the weight thing is being overblown. Like, I am all in on that guy. I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah, I do too. A hundred percent. Like, again, as we always talk about, all the guy does is dominate. Like, at whatever level he's yeah. at, whatever. The size didn't seem to be a problem in Alabama. Didn't seem to get hurt all the time in Alabama. Like, I know it's another jump of levels to the NFL, but he's still playing at freaking Alabama. Like, he's still playing at the highest, highest, highest level that he can at that level of football. And he was dominant. And he had no issues getting off the line, no issues with the size. I I just, I'm so, like, maybe there will be a cornerback who he will go up against the NFL whose size will cause him an issue and he will be able to to get jammed at the line and stuff. But it is going to be a, a, a very rare occurrence. He will get off the line. He is a perfect route runner. I love Devontae Smith. I also, I didn't realize how good his hands were. Like, when you look at his drops, everything, everything. He had set. Seven drops in 314 targets. Honestly, in I'm surprised no, it's that many. Like he's he is he yeah. catches everything. Well, t- only two last year, but so he's the only receiver in the draft with over 200 targets that doesn't have double digit drops. Wow! And there's only a few that have 150 that don't have du- double digit drops. Like he, he, I think Jamar Chase has 10 or 11 in 100 and maybe 50 targets. Uh, Jalen Waddles right there too. Like. Their drop rate's almost twice as high as Devonta Smith's. So, again, like, I understand why Chase is viewed as a top guy. I get the Waddle thing. But Smith, to me, like, he's the guy. Like, that's who you go get. All right. Before we make our actual prediction, what we think will happen with the 12th pick or trade-up or whatever it is tomorrow night, give me uh, one draft prediction non-eagles like one prediction about the first round we've talked so much about what's gonna happen in the top 12 this and that all that give me a prediction for the draft and then we'll get to our actual eagles prediction i think mac jones falls outside the top 10 and we I are just, the same i we i think trey yeah. lance my prediction was going to be trey lance is the third pick in the draft yeah i i think that too um i don't i, I think the mac jones hype is going to end up being completely overblown and just well done job by his agent i, I don't think he goes in the top 10 um, hmm. I want to say Jamar Chase doesn't go to uh, the Bengals, but I it seems like so many people believe it. I'm torn, but I just I just think they're going to take Penny Sewell. I didn't realize this is a fun Penny Sewell uh, stat. He didn't play a single game in college 
under uh, over the age of 20. Like he was wow. 19 and below for all of his games, which that's is pretty wild. That's pretty wild, man. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah, and I don't know if I'd take him at 12, but that is that was convincing to me when I heard that. Like he yeah. is dumb young. Yeah, that's that is it's shocking, is what it is. I'm with you, and yeah. I, I had to say I I do not buy Mac Jones the Niners. I don't buy that they traded all that draft capital to go up and get Mac Jones. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe well, it. Well, because one thing you hear is like, well, Kyle Shanahan, you know, he can he thinks he can win with whoever. So like the idea of Mac Jones just running his offense is fine. But like, but then why trade up? Yeah, you know, like and take him at twelve or whoever, take him at just, he could have been there at 12. at twelve. Yeah, I'm so with you, man. I'm so with you. He's probably there at twelve. If they never trade up, I don't think anybody's talking about Mac Jones as being like maybe maybe eight or nine, maybe. But like, I don't think anybody's talking about him as it's a stretch that he'll get to twelve. Now, and that's just so funny about the draft process. Now, if he's there at like fifteen, people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, look how far he's dropped." When in reality, that's just always where he was gonna go. Yep. When the, yeah, the reality is, like you said, if the Niners had not traded up, no one would have been surprised at all that Mac Jones was on the board. Right. It's a great point. Yep. It's a great point. All right. Uh, you got anything else before we make our final prediction? No. And I would like to commend everybody that's talked about this draft for so long, both on Twitter and everyone that's called in. Like, it's been a blast, but I'm just so ready for them to make it. I'm picks. so you ready. Know, I feel like, I have no other points to make on no, this draft. No, it's like, it. I've, I've said every. I think play. our Justin Fields hesitation conversation we have was like the last thing we needed to talk about. We're done. Yeah, now. exactly. That's We've done last, it all. The closing <laughs> argument. <laughs> that, was yeah. that was it. We're done. All right. So. With the 12th pick or trade up, and you will clarify, the Philadelphia Eagles select. Dun, 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 dun. Nicely done. Um, my pick is who I think they will end up with is Jalen Waddell. Like, again, I think that's who they're targeting. I think he falls far enough where they could get him. But I, I think it's Waddle. I think Smith is too. I don't believe the cornerback hype. And you can play this back when I'm wrong. But like, I just I don't think they're going to take a corner. I I just don't see it. Like so, I think it's either Jalen Waddle or Smith. Okay, uh, I. But Waddle is the official prediction, but Smith is right there. Okay, I love it. Your prediction way better than mine. Um, I hope you are right. Yeah, you're about to be a buzzkill. I can with tell. the twelfth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Quitty Pay. Defensive mm. end from Michigan. I've been thinking this the whole time. Like, this has been my guess for a while now. Now, of course, Tony Pauline, who's always locked in with the Eagles, saying, oh, they love him. No surprise there, Tony. Not a surprise at all. An undersized defensive end from Michigan. And I love Brandon Graham. That is not a shot. I just, I know it. I've said it to you. How many times have I said to you that tweet that the Brent Cohen tweet up? Well, you're we actually able to trade back and get the best edge rusher in the draft. I saw another one. Now, a guy Ben on Twitter was like, "Can you, you know, a perfect Howie?" Where he's like, uh, "We we we actually took the guy at, at twelve that we wanted to take at six in the first place." Like you hear all these quotes, all these quotes. We know it. We've lived it. We've been there, and we know Howie Roseman. Twenty out of the last twenty-seven drafts the Eagles made, Howie obviously involved in a fair amount of those, in one way or another. They've taken a lineman, 20 out of 27. This team values the trenches so much more than they value those out, outside positions. I just think it's going to be a lineman, and I think it's going to be a defensive lineman, and I think Quiddy Pay makes the most sense considering. So I think Quiddy Pay, I, I hate it. I am. That's why I started the show saying, hey, put your armor on. Put your flak jacket on because that's what I'm doing. I'm going in expecting Quiddy Pay. Expecting okay. 
when they say the name of who the Eagles take for me to go, ah, yep, like a groan. Like I'm expecting a groan. I'm going in ready for a groan. And guess what? I'm going to be a lot less sad tomorrow night than other Eagles fans because I'm already sad. I'm already going through it. I'm already in the pain. I feel it. Pain, period. All right, so do you want my Quiddy Pay take now or do you want me to save it for if they draft? (laughs) Give it to me now. Okay. People are being way too harsh on Quiddy Pay. Now, I would not take him at number 12. I understand it would be a huge buzzkill. So, like, I'm not disputing you on that. But we would both agree that the logic of taking an edge rusher makes a ton of sense, right? It's like the third or second most important position in the draft. Uh, I think that sometimes people view him as Brandon Graham, but like he's a great athlete, right? Wasn't he on top of somebody's list of like the freaks of, of like athletic freaks of the draft? Like, so he is a good athlete. I really think people attach him to Brandon Graham because he went to Michigan and like his sack production's not great, which makes sense. But also, Brandon Graham ended up being like what the top five defensive lineman in the history of the Eagles, right? Now, part of that's because of a big play he made. I understand that. But, like, I wouldn't take Quiddy Pay at 12, but you could talk me into taking Quiddy Pay over J.C. Horn. Like, I believe it's a much more important position. So it's all about evaluation. If they take Quiddy Pay at 12 and he ends up being a stud edge rusher, then, yeah, that's a great pick. Like, and they could be wrong, and who knows? And I, like I said, I would not be excited by that pick. But I think people are taking out way too much of their frustration and anger on Quiddy Pay for some reason. Like, I wouldn't do it, but I think it's a pick that makes sense if they evaluate it correctly. Like, it's not taking Elijah Vera Tucker. It's not taking a guard. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, a it's a premium position. Yeah, but Elijah Vera Tucker, it like seems like there's a lot more support for that guy being awesome. But he's, pay. he's a guard. Like, who cares? Yeah, like, you said it yourself, though. An undersized defensive end who didn't get a lot of sacks in college. Awesome. That's what I want. Okay. I, I, all right. My saying, problem like, with I the would... pick, I get what you're saying. My problem with the pick is Quiddy Pay will not be the best player on the board at 12. He won't be. He won't be. He might be the best position. I, I agree. He might be the best position on the board at 12. And that's the problem that they have. They're, they're going to take a guy because of his position more than because of how good he is. And I, I just, that's what I well, expect but, him to do. So he probably won't be the best player on the board. He won't but be. He won't in be. a world where the receivers and the corners are gone, I mean, Slater arguably, I guess, is better than Pat. Slater's definitely better, better, at least as a prospect. Pay. It seems like, according to most people. Would you take Micah Parsons over Quiddy Pay? Huh. Maybe. Which edge rusher would you take over Maybe. Quiddy Pay? I, I, I don't want any of the edge rushers at 12. I don't want any of them. I think they all suck. Compared, like, they don't suck. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think they're good enough to go at twelve. Like I don't. I'd take right. J.C. Horn over Quiddy Pay for what it's worth. Okay, I would. I'm. I would take Quiddy Pay over J.C. Horn. I think we're gonna but be disappointed. Regardless, just, hopefully this just, is not a conversation we're having on Thursday. Night. Prepare yourselves. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't let yourselves get hurt again. Cause, cause that's. I, I, I can't do it. I can't. Every. I, I know I say it on the pod, but it's, it's, it's actually true. Like every single time. I think about Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. I get sick to my stomach. Like, I just get a quick pit pit in my stomach. Just, up, oh, up, oh, there it is. Like, a little sickness. I'm already feeling that for tomorrow night. Like, I'm ready for it. I expect it. I expect to be disappointed. You should go into this expecting to be disappointed. I hope I'm surprised. But be expected to be disappointed. That's what I'll say. Did you see the Did you see the story about how all of uh, Justin Jefferson's brothers thought he was going to Philly? And how he was like, he picked his phone up thinking it was Philly. 
Do you have to? Are you are you just like needling? Are you just like a, you just like a driving <laughs> a little. I just told you I'm sick to my stomach. You're trying to make me throw up live on the pod, Elliot. Well, look, at the very least, I'm excited to get your reaction on Thursday. <laughs> There's one thing I can count on with James. It will be, I'd be very surprised if you came on and we're down the middle. Yeah. Like, you will either be ecstatic and be like, maybe they will win the division. <laughs> you'll be like, this is, why, this is why they're a dumpster fire. Yes. I think far more likely the latter. I very much doubt I'll say the division thing. But either way, let's hope I'm excited. Please, Eagles, like, come on, man. You, you gave us a really shitty year. Like from top to bottom. I think bottom. that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. The, like, the, like the, the motive, the, the the motto going in is like, come on, man. Like, like just, and not the ESPN way. Yeah. Just, just like, please. Come on. Please, just, come on. Like, just, just do it. Do it yeah. for us. You know, yeah, do, it do it for us. For us. Yes. Do it for me. I've been defending you. Yes. Like, just go do something people will like because it would make my life a lot easier. It's it's so well said. Do something we want for once. Please. Please. All right. Uh, either way, like Elliot uh, implied, we'll be back tomorrow night. As soon as the first round is over, recording in the studio. It'll be out immediately after that. So we will have content up for you right away after the draft. So um, look forward to that, Elliot. Uh, and, of course, Saturday, 1 to 3, will be on the air reacting to picks as they happen, talking about the old draft. So call us, 215-592-9494. Uh, Elliot, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, I guess one quick, super uh, super quick thought since, um, obviously, we have a lot going on with the draft. But, like, I – we talked about it in the in the parks part, but like I've gotten really into soccer. Like I'm reading books about it. I I, I texted wow. you about watching. I was watching yeah, movies watch about Green it. Street and watching games today. Right? Yeah. And, and I think the reason I've gotten so into it is because like because my job is attached to Philly sports. It's just a different world for me. Like it's just a different rooting experience. And I think it's nice to have a soccer team where it's like I'm learning about it and I'm like feeling like I can feel invested in it. So. I always used to think that people that pretended to like soccer were like super lame. I'm like, come <laughs> on, we, we know you don't pretend. care. <laughs> like, we know you don't care that much. Like, you know, doing all like the union chants, it's like, all right, we get it. Like, you don't care that much about the union. But now that I'm allowing myself to get into it, like, it is super fun. So if you're listening, if you're a fan of the Premier League or whatever, like, DM me. I'd be down to learn more about soccer and talk about I it. I so. love that. I love that. Um I don't have any final thoughts. Uh, my final thought is... You're too guarded. Just don't hurt us. Don't hurt me again. Howie, don't hurt me, man. Please. Please. Just don't hurt us. Don't hurt us again. Like, please. I want a young guy who I can get excited about, who I can root for. Like, I just want someone I can be like, that's my dude right there. You know, like, that's my guy. I want my guy. All right? Yes. All yes. Right. Well, I hope they do it for you, man. Me too, man. Me too. For all of us. <laughs> for all of us. All right. Either way, whether they do or don't, we're going to react immediately. We'll be back tomorrow night after the draft and then, of course, Saturday after that. Until then, do it for us. He's Elliot M. James. We'll talk to you later.